Hello and welcome to the show. Um, we are at the dino and we are still at the place which is home and we are working from it like where you're watching it from. This episode, we are looking at weird games from popular devs. Another possible remake and a new console. And possibly the strangest game mechanic Hideo Kojima has ever invented on tonight's Critical Path. Welcome, everyone, to to us on your screen with your with your eyes. We are Hack the Dino, and this is our critical path, our nonsense video game news and discussion show. I am Ben Rosenthal. I am joined tonight by the limb collector himself, oh. Mr. McGuinness. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, the game anthropologist, Mr. Floppy Starrick. Hello, hello. And our very own millennial falcon, Brayden Dixon. As always, lovely to be here, folks. Why are you saluting? <laughs> oh, he's, he's in an army. He's in the, the he's in the, the hack the dino army. That's right. We're making our plans to rise up and claim something for. Anyway, uh, this is the ninety fifth time we've done this. Ninety five times. My word, that's a number. Yeah, I know. Uh, soon you can it, very soon. Five more times. Some people who are good with the maths might say. Uh, you can see us over on YouTube at Hack the Dino. Wait, other way. YouTube.com backslash Hack the Dino. Or you can catch us over on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Hack the Dino. Uh, you can join our Discord over on bit.ly backslash Hack the Dino, which you can see at the top of the screen there. And if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify, you can't see that. So bit.ly backslash Hack the Dino. Be sure to join us over there because we talk a lot with with typing we talk with our fingers we've we've each got little mouths on the end of our fingers and instead of actually no it's like in that in um uh what, what's the is it ghost in the shell where that dude has is typing the ladies like their fingers snap apart to type quicker yeah that's us we're ladies uh you can <laughs> and also ladies and gentlemen and join us over on instagram and on facebook just search for hack the dino oh my goodness these intros are just getting longer the longer and longer because we're doing more and more stuff we are. We've got heaps more stuff coming. Floppy and I are doing something tomorrow for the podcast listeners. Um, so that'll be exciting for all them, I assume. Uh, but let's get cracking with what we've been playing. What we've been playing. Wow. What have we been playing? What have you been playing? I don't know. Dan, oh. solve the mystery. Oh, I haven't been playing much at all. This is my first week off. I'm going to have a week off of doing this. I have just been playing old stuff. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, or as I call it, FF7R, and B-O-T-W, <laughs> The Breath of the Wild. I've been playing those games because I'm just in lockdown. I Just as I'm saying that this right now, I just realized that I played uh, Prototype 2, and I probably could have done a review on that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, quickly, what do you think of it? Prototype 2? Yeah. It, it's good. It, um, it, I don't think it's as good as the first one. Um, that's it. That's my review. That, that's, it has more review. gore. And has be, it has better powers, but the story and the people aren't, aren't as good. Cool. That's it. That's it. That's all, that's all I've got today. What about you? Uh, who's, who's next? One? Who was I'm next, next on the list? You're I'm ben. next. Ben. I'm next. The man with the things. The man uh, with the head. Yeah, the big, bold thing uh we have been playing animal crossing still here over at casa de rosenthal um that's spanish for house of rosenthal oh. 
That's your lesson. Uh, so I'm not going to go much into that because there's news which we'll talk about it. Uh, but man, I love that game. That's uh, that's that's so far game of the year for me, which it's I never so thought good. I'd say. We're driving it. So my my uh, my headset um, went off for a second. Then I didn't hear what you're talking about. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> the other, the other AC. Animal Crossing. Ah, Animal the Creed. Good AC. Man, I'd, I would play the hell out of a Animal Creed game. Is it just Animal Crossing styled Assassin's Creed? Hell yes. Oh, Animal perfect. Creed. Yeah, let's let's get that happening. Do you know who'd be a really good character in that? Um, Attorney Hawk, skateboarder at law. <laughs> Ezio. He can just roll around on the beds all day. <laughs> But I have also been playing another game which has been sitting on my Switch for a good long time, and that's Blaster Master Zero 2. So this is the sequel uh, to Blaster Master Zero, which was the remake of the original Blaster Master, which came out on the NES back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I love the original one. I love the remake. Uh, this isn't a remake of the sequel to Blaster Master. They've gone in a completely different direction. So <laughs> if, if you think of it like a tree coming from Blaster Master, it went to the original Blaster Master 2. They haven't done that. They've gone Blaster Master, Blaster Master 0, which is the remake of Blaster Master, and then Blaster Master 0 2, which is the sequel to Blaster Master 0. So they've done a sequel to a remake yes. when there was an original sequel. Yes, but haven't but remade that. They're ignoring that and just doing a sequel to the remake. Correct. Did you say it was a remake as a prequel and they've done a sequel to it? No, I didn't say prequel at all. What the hell are you I'm doing? I'm so confused, man. So it's it, a it, sequel to a prequel of a... Remake of, a prequel, of the first one? Of a prequel. Anyway, it's a really cool game. Uh, it has the same look uh, of the remake that came out a couple of years back. In fact, it was a Switch launch title. Um, but it's just tighter in every way. They've taken um, how, how the characters move and the enemies move and made it a lot more cohesive if that makes sense. Uh, just, just a lot tighter, a lot more fun to play. Um, not as, I don't want to say laggy, but almost laggy. Like it was a bit sluggish uh, before I felt the original Blaster Master remake, whereas this one's just tightened that all up. Uh, it's extremely fun, just like the original, but it is also challenging. Uh, this time, story-wise, you're traveling through space as opposed to the caverns of Earth uh, with the help of your teleport frog from the, that you saved from the first game and a new companion, Sophia, who I think's a part cyborg or something. Uh, it's exclusive to the Switch, just like the original one, and you can get it for $15 Australian. And anyone who enjoyed the first game or even the original NES version should definitely 100% pick this up because, my goodness, it is fantastic. I'll now field any questions. Floppy. <laughs> I had my question. I was confused. Damn you! Damn you're, you're you! Still trying to catch up on whether or not it's a sequel or a prequel. Yeah, I'm still not really. Yeah, no, Just, hey, looks really it, cool, man. It's but, an awesome side scroller which switches to like an isometric top-down view as well. But has Michael Bay made the film of it? Is that uh, not yet? But it's right up his alley. You know, it's got like a, a frog that you rescue. It's got a car. It's got explosions. Up his cars. alley. Do you mean he could take something really cool and kind of ruin it visually? Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what I meant. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Brayden, what have you been playing? Beautiful. Well, uh, I I put this in our little uh, rundown sheet, uh, not realizing what date it actually released. Um, so this morning, uh, when it released for us, I started playing XCOM Chimera Squad. Yes. Um, now, this... this one is... Uh, this is a... Interesting one. So uh, what they've done is they've done this. It's kind of like a little experimental spin-off 
I would say it's not like a it's not like XCOM three. I have it so is... many I have so many questions about this. So okay. Oh, Good. now you got questions. Jeez. Well, this is right up Dan's alley, so he's very excited about this one. Um, so yeah, uh, I've loved the modern XCOM games that they've been doing since I think the first one came back in 2012. Um, and then, uh, this got like randomly revealed and I was like, yep, cool. Psyched instantly, like got it on steam and was just waiting for it to come around. Um, and then I launched it up, started getting into it. Um, it has like a comic-y like art style to it when it's in between like cutscenes and stuff. So I was enjoying that. Um, rather than having characters that you're like creating and like naming yourself and getting attached to, and then when they die off and they're called your friend's name, like you're like, oh dang, I didn't mean to do that. Oh man, that's the um, bit I love the most about it. Okay, well, so instead of that, what they've got is they've got like an actual continuous story with like an entire like gang, this crew. Um, so let me get up the little description here because this this like nails it down. Um, so it's set. Uh, uh, I think five years after um, the uh, XCOM, 2. Uh, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, um, which was the DLC for that. Um, and what it's done is you're in the city and you're basically like a breach squad. So there are like groups of people who are like aliens and humans are trying to get along. And uh, there's like basically a terrorist group that's going around like trying to cause uproar and ruckus. And it's your squad's job to go and breach and deal with those. Um, it's changing up its general format in the turn-based strategy game. Um, so rather than its usual, you're in control of your team, you do all of your decisions for them, and then it's the enemy's turn, and they do all of their single decisions. Um, rather than that, it's taken a bit of a step from something like Dungeons & Dragons uh, or a tabletop role-playing game where it has an initiative order. So um, when it jumps back up on the screen, um, in the top right corner, you'll actually see uh, a list down of all of the characters that are in that encounter. And uh, this bit here, you're actually selecting who you're choosing to breach and actually bust in. So it's still got that like classic XCOM gameplay to it, but they're just exploring with some different stuff. Yeah, and cool. I'm all for it. So is it, is it a bit smaller? Yes. in its scope because i always found i got overwhelmed by how crazy i really loved all the fighting in it but then when it was like base building and all that stuff i used to get a bit like about that stuff yeah so um rather than that in this one like <laughs> xcom one and two it is it's the end of the world it is your like awesome like flight crew with all of its like little building bits that you do in there your base building stuff uh, and you have to save the world. That's the massive scope of those. This one is literally, you're just a team and you've got one little base that you, that you don't really upgrade or anything and it's all combat. So it's just you going on these encounters. Ooh, it's like um, XCOM Diet. Yeah, so basically, like, I am, and Diet as well in the sense of the price. Like, this has dropped for dramatically less than any, like, massive massive title um i think i saw on some reviews that it averages around like 20 hours ish rather than like a massive xcom 2 or xcom 1 campaign that could be way longer than that um, I have a question yes um so i personally haven't played xcom games um except for xcom the bureau but that's a very different sort of thing very different style of game yes uh, i have played mario and rabbit's kingdom better 
If you um, played that, you'll you'll understand this. Yeah. So, but having not played any other XCOM battles, is this one that you could get into, or should you have previous knowledge of the other ones? I would say that weirdly, this is actually a really good jumping off point into like getting okay. some people into this style of genre and this style of game. Because like not only is the price point appealing, not being nearly as much as the rest. Um, however, the rest have been on sale as well. I also picked up XCOM one so that I can go back and play that again. Um, I, I, like, yeah. I like one better than two. I also agree. Um, and it's like eight bucks on Steam right now. So I picked it up. I'm also downloading that as well. Um, but yeah, like this breaks it down into bite-sized chunks. And the only main difference between what it's done is it's now the turn order is different. So you see the timeline on the top of the screen there, how it's got your different characters and then also the aliens turns in between. So it's like in D&D how you'd roll initiative and each character has their own spot rather could, than could, your could, turn, enemy turn. Could you change that order by doing things, like choosing certain things and it moves people up the rank and stuff to like get more turns and haste and stuff like that? I believe people, like, I believe you can upgrade them so that that way they can get better. Mm. I'm not that far into it yet. I'm still only like an hour or two in. Um, so I, I kind of got my foot wet and I'm ready to jump in for the rest. Um, and knowing it's not too big of a campaign, I'm actually really interested to see what they do with it. Because um, on the 29th, like Gears Tactics launches, and I'm really into that, I, I, which is this in the Gears of War universe. Yes, exactly right. Is that on Games Pass? Yeah. I'm going to drop on there. Perfect. Okay, cool. I'm going to play that as well then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I seriously, I highly recommend it for anyone who, like Floppy said, like if they haven't played these style of games before, like for not a high, like a budget game or anything, like this is a great jumping in point. And then if you enjoy it, you can pick up XCOM 1 or XCOM 2 with all their DLC and stuff for real cheap. So as long as you don't have to deal with satellites, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, XCOM 2 did introduce satellites, which is funny. Do you know how, about how long you'd get out of the game? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've seen some reviews. Uh, one reviewer said it took about 22 hours, another one saying around 19, and so they felt like they went through it pretty quick. So you're still getting quite a bit of game for only, like, I think this initial week that it's released, it's like 15 bucks. 15 bucks. Yeah, honestly, guys, jump yeah. on it. I'm okay with that. I paid a hundred bucks for a game that took me seven hours. So. <laughs> what game was that? Uh, RE3. Really? Oh, yeah. You paid a hundred dollars for that? Well, let me rephrase that. It's a hundred dollar game that took right. me seven hours. <laughs> Still, that's a hundred dollars. hundred bucks. Yeah. That's insane. I thought it was like the, the $60, but a hundred. Anyway, what else have you been playing, Floppy? Uh, all right, I've been playing a little game, not one that I'd usually pick, but I, I decided to do try something different. I've been playing Jumanji the video game. So this is uh, based on the films with obviously, as you can see on the screen, the those rock. character models are ridiculously bad. <laughs> can, I tell, can I tell yeah, you something though? It looks like Fortnite. One of my favorite things about this are the characters. Really? Yeah, because it's like it's a cheesy. I, I don't want to see the word cheap. But it's a basic sort of game. Um, but I think it's a movie tie-in game. It's a movie tie-in game. Right? Yeah, get Which it done quick and get it out. Spot. I have a soft spot for movie tie-in games. I really do. Um, so it's based obviously on the film with The Rock and Jack Black and Karen Gilliam and Kevin Hart. I think was the other guy. Um, the voices, the voice acting, this is actually pretty good. 
they don't have any of those big actors um, that have come back, but they've got Reese Darby, who plays the, I guess you'd call him the main NPC in the films. He's the guy in Flight they of the him. He's the guy in Flight of the Concords, isn't he? Yeah, he's a New Zealand guy. He yeah. pops up in lots of little things, and he's always does a really good job. Uh, so he plays your narrator and sort of intros you to the game and walks you through tutorials and stuff like that. Um, the Rock's voice is rubbish. Uh, whoever did him, uh, the you know what they plays... should have done. They should have just got old wrestling uh, audio grabs. Oh, it would have fit perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have fit perfectly. Uh, the guy that does Jack Black though, and Karen Gillian and Kevin Hart does. Whoever does those people do really good jobs. Um, so the four different characters have four different traits. Obviously, so uh, the Rock's character, I can't remember his name, Doctor Smolder Brave. Doctor Rock. It's just the Rock, man. Just the Rock. He's like he's he's your tank. He's your tank. He's your big oh, really? baller guy. Jeez, they I went mean, out on a limb there, didn't they? Sure did. Uh, you've got Jack Black's character, who's a healer, and Karen Gilliam and Kevin Hart, who are sort of all-rounders. Karen Gilliam's real, real good. She's very quick, good fighter, stuff like that. Do you know what I love about her is how she wrote Phonograph and other classic comic books. Yeah, right. That that that's a uh, joke that only about two percent of the audience will I get. Say, I had no idea if I was supposed to get that, and I thought I'd screwed something no, up. No, I thought I'd make <laughs> such a small. Karen, Karen Gillan, you're, you're doing the joke. Karen about... Gil- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the game can be played solo, and then your other characters are created uh, covered by AI, or you can have it as a split screen four player, which is pretty cool. Um, there is no story though. <laughs> Just like the movie. It's, it's a weird one. So, I mean, the general premise is you've got to get the gem of Jumanji and get it back to its resting place to save Jumanji. But there's no actually no actual progressive story. You have four different levels that you can play over and over again on different difficulties. That's just four. It. Oh, really? Just four? Yeah. And you can just pick four different levels. This is your first level that you sort of pick. through. It's like a, a market bazaar. Um, but in that level, there is then multiple sort of little sub-levels all which follow an exact pattern. You have the one that you were running through the bazaar and taking out enemies and finding these little idols that are up on the hidden places to get collectibles. And you have to find four Jumanji pieces to be able to open the door at the end of it, which then gets you to this sort of area where it's as a cover-based shooter. Um, when you're While you're trying to power up an obelisk, I don't think you can see it in that, thanks. That scene, but there's an obelisk that you have to stay there for a specific period of time and just take on waves of enemies. Mm. Um, it is a cover based shooter. Um, so you duck, you can melee, you can run out, pick up grenades, pick up weapons, take out explosive barrels, that sort of thing. And then you would move on to the next area. In between each area is like a save room um, where anyone that's died will be sort of rebirthed and dropped from the, dropped from the heavens. Um, and then you go through that until you get to the end of that level, get the gem back. Then you can pick up to four different other ones. I think there was a there was a jungle one. Uh, I'm not going to be honest. I didn't play them all. It was <laughs> didn't you say that um, you, were, you were talking to me about it, that like whoever has to hold the gem gets powered up or something? Yeah, so that is a, a cool, cool idea. That is a cool little idea that they have, is that whoever holds the gem, their weapons uh, are powered up and they're stronger, their punches are stronger, they can take a little bit more damage. But to stop just one person having that, you can only hold on to the gem for a certain amount of time before the game starts striking back at you and then you have to switch it to one of the other players. So that's really cool. And I like that. That's like a boss guy that's trying to take out there. Um, so I like that. So you'd use your sort of directional pad to switch it between AI players if you're playing on your own or to, to throw it to one of the other guys. And you might, you know, if you guys are getting slammed, you might throw it to your healer and then your healer's healing ability sort of amps up stuff like that. 
Um, these are a little linear puzzle style Tomb Raider sort of thing where they have spikes that, uh, that how, pop up. How will they solve that? <laughs> well, yeah, you could, so you can literally just run through this and then collect the medical thing at the end and you'll be fine. You know, I've got to say, um, this review has gone on longer than I would play this game. There is, <laughs> so there is one, there is one thing that I will say positive about it, though. Although it was not my cup of tea, I did not like it. It amused me a little bit. What I will say is, any parents that are looking to get a game for their kids who want to play Call of Duty, buy Animal Crossing. No, no, they want to. They want to play Call of Duty. Their kids want to play Call of Duty, but they don't want to buy them an MA15 shooter. This is a really good intro to cover-based shooters like Gears of War, but that's safe for kids. Hmm. I would say it is really good point between uh, like a what you would generally call a kids game and and a more mature game for the kids that want to buy shooters, but their parents don't want them to have the MA15 titles. This is a really good sort of spot for that. It's a really good intro to it anyway. Hmm. News. Oh, we have to go to news now, don't we? <laughs> hey, Braden, how is it to be not on the controls and just know that that's coming up? And I'm going to be a... It's I'm used to it, and it, it I feel helpless over here. <laughs> like, my hands can do nothing. I, I, I these are just meat fingers. They're and nothing. I, and I keep forgetting that I'm in control. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Braden to sw- switch everything up, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's my job. Oh, speaking of switching things up, the PlayStation Five has got news for us to Ooh. talk about. Yes. Uh, A Bloomberg article has come out suggesting that due to the pricing and not the ongoing global situation, Sony will have fewer consoles available at launch of the PS5 when compared to the PS4. Uh, So they're making less consoles for the opening window and the launch of the PS5s. And while most people thought it was because uh, of what we're going through at the moment, nope, it's because the parts inside cost too much and it's getting harder to find those parts. Uh, so there's two ways you can take this one. You can go, that's not good news for Sony. Uh, whereas I seem to take it as while it does seem troublesome, um, it, it's better now to not have as many consoles out there and sort of fix some of those uh, first console bugs and then bring it out when people have money. Because let's face it, during this time, during this quarantine, not a lot of people have disposable income. And considering this uh, console is going to be around $450 to $550 US, so we're looking at about $850 Australian, um, it's probably smart, I think. Uh, Additionally onto that, the PS5 is scheduled to go into production in June or July, so we can expect a console reveal next month, I think, because as soon as they start getting produced, you're going to get images leaked. So what do we think about that, gentlemen? Can I add something onto this? So thinking, uh, you're saying that it's going to create like a a bit of a shortage, you'd say? Well, not a shortage. They're making less consoles than they did for the PS4. So what I mean is like, it won't be as easy to go out and make sure that everyone gets one. So this has happened a number of times with other other consoles. Like every single Nintendo console? Yeah, what and what happens, what happens with it? It creates this massive demand and everyone has to have one. Yep, correct. Is this a smart move? Whereas uh, they've now cre- they're creating that need, that want. Mm. You're creating your own, um, your own industry, your own hype. Because we, we all want the, the thing we can't have. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. Nintendo's done it with the NES Mini, the SNES Mini, the Amiibos. You remember the Amiibo craze? Oh, uh, they did it with the Switch. They, they they undermake it because then they can come out and say, oh, we've sold out of our first shipment. 
So I'm um, not saying that they're doing that for that reason, but I think this might be a uh, this might become a result of it. Is it's going to create a craze for it? Yeah, no, I think a it's excellent. Like a, a happy a accident. Happy accident. Uh, is yeah. it accident though? No, like, it's not an accident at all. It's just like you you got these guys there. They're sitting there going, "All right, so this is this is what's happening." You know, the world is like this. We've got this many consoles and stuff like that. That this is this is all strategy kind of thing, and it it should be. And if yeah. I was them, I would just like up the price, <laughs> like up it from like eight hundred and fifty dollars. They did that yeah, with the PS3. Make, make it a thousand bucks, and then I all the people that want to get it will buy it and. Like, who cares? It's a couple hundred bucks more. Ah, the famous Sony get a second job. <laughs> yes. I like Dan's comment of, oh, who cares? It's a couple of hundred dollars more. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Moneybags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, I can't wait to get back to uh, Dan's house when all this is over so we can go swimming in his Scrooge McDuck money bin again. I, got, I hurt my nose diving into it. It was like, it's not right, the cartoon, hey? Yeah, you, you need to curve your back more. But we, yeah, we should miss we, sitting on his golden couch. My golden couch, my in cruising out of my solid gold car. I'm a simple man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they got. So is this? This is like we know this is a fact that they have. They're not going to have. Well, as it's many? from it's from Bloomberg. Um, so Bloomberg's a pretty reputable paper. Uh, for them to report on it, you you would assume that yeah, they've got a lot of facts and a lot of inside knowledge. Um, and yet it is a fact that they're going into production June, July. Uh, so. We will get a. I'm assuming towards mid end of May we will get a console reveal. Could this be a thing where they're like, yeah, like so you've got your X Xbox on their tail bringing up their stuff as well. Like, is this a desperate move you reckon for them, just to like well, bring see, it? No one or, knows. Or is it? Or is it going to be one of those things like bloody Final Fantasy where we're going to get them and then we're not allowed to play them anyway? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we'll, we'll get them all. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll pre-order them. We'll get them before America and then all the, and like, you'll get it home and it'll have to be like region locked until america gets it until yep. you know until uh look no one knows sony's just flubbed this whole launch this whole announcement of their launch uh i i, I don't know what they're doing no one knows what they're doing um you know maybe that's part of the, part of their strategy i doubt it very much i think they were troubled beforehand and um you know i've read rumors and i want to stress that these are rumors that uh, Sony had problems getting the hardware to operate correctly, um, like the actual physical mechanics of the PlayStation rumors, 5. Rumors, 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 absolute rumors. So absolutely no substantial. Uh, the, the thing I, I'm most worried about is like all these parts are made in China. Like they're all made in China. But like, China's they, opened back up again. Like they're 100%, almost 100%. Open. Oh, really? Close to, yeah. Yeah, they've got they, better production they, than us at the moment. Ooh. Hmm. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it's wait and see, which I find ridiculous. Okay, if you were holding off for E3, that's fine, but E3 is out the same time as when you were going to put your console in production anyway, and you weren't going to be at E3. Man, so I, I had all these really good want? points to this section that I was thinking about today, and I'll, I'll bring them up, and I've just completely forgot them all. I should have written oh, them well, in Braden's the bloody chat. I should have written them in the chat. Braden? I was going to say, I've got two quick points. One, shout out to the people who do random, like, fake console videos so that we can use them as footage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this? them. They're do great. Do you want to see it again? The fake designs they come up with are excellent. That one was so thin. It was like, yeah. it was like a paperweight. Um, oh, man, and it? then uh, second point being, um, I 100% that. 
agree with like everything going on with the um like hopefully this is, comes out with a meaning that they're in production things leak from things all the time so they should come out and reveal it um and the other thing i was going to say with that was that um ah what was it what was it uh it was uh the uh yeah the um the hype factor of not having enough and it's selling out um also the hype factor in this weird reveal that they've been doing with not all their information being out there so much um i'm wondering if it, can they come out strong enough where people will just get so hyped from that new reveal that they'll kind of forget for a moment about the past couple of months yeah totally yeah. I, I think absolutely as soon as it's revealed uh we were talking about this last week as they revealed the controller and automatically all the conversation went to sony and sony's new controller and the series x was completely forgotten about that's what i'm uh, saying it's it's such a it's it's such a balancing act at the well, moment like it's like oh they're, they're going crap they're going crap and then suddenly oh, they, all you do is put out one bit of information and they've like gone up a notch and the other one's going down and then it goes like it's 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 really because tentative. we're not used to talking to it all the time. We t we keep talking about all the Xbox stuff because we hear so much that as soon as you get a shred of evidence or a you know just a, a whiff of a rumor, it becomes super interesting. <laughs> well, not only that, is a lot of people don't research and scour the news for people like us. Maybe people who watch this who enjoy finding out the news and finding what what is coming out like we're very much in it and trying to find out as much information as we can and there's no information to be found on this whereas your average person they're just sitting back and they see on the internet you know their friend's facebook uh shared video says oh the playstation 5 looks at this and they go oh sweet cool and that's how the conversation starts yeah i'd like to throw an apology out to jack if he's watching because he did get super excited about our thumbnail thinking that was the real playstation 5 sorry mate i'd like to say to jack <laughs> subscribe at youtube.com backslash hack the dino and every other place that you and can catch our beautiful places the, you'll see the ps5 the day it comes out on that's here. right dan's gonna do an unboxing oh probably yeah yeah <laughs> all right you speaking, on air you can't go back now <laughs> speaking of unboxings uh <laughs> something that might appear on a, a box called the series x is the new logo for the, for the series x which you can Could see on the screen there any more like it should say sex box <laughs> It's still, um, it's still got that like adult shop vibe to it, doesn't it? <laughs> so over in our Discord, I had uh, Floppy ask me, is this official? Uh, and my reply to him was, well, it was on the patent form for the logo that they were registering. So yeah, what this so is what, it. See what, see what I reckon this is. It's not. It's obviously not an Xbox like, logo, as in like, you know, they haven't redone the logo. This is just the Xbox X series, like what they're going to put on the side of the box. I reckon, yeah. like, like, and uh, and and the console, uh, the games, the games, the box. So you'll get your, you know, you'll get your game, and it will say like Xbox, like you know, whatever it is, and then have this little Series X on it. Because uh, yeah, they, because with all this, um, what's it called? The uh, the the ecosystem of making like, uh, you know, what am I trying to say here? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. No, uh, no, you're, you're trying. You're trying <laughs> you to, can't. You're, you can't just to bring up the fact that they're having multiple models that will be at certain different price yes. points and different performance levels. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, so they're going to have all these like Series X and what, what was the last X, uh, Xbox One called? Well, they've got rumors of the Lockhart coming out, which is so another Xbox One, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X. Yeah, so they're going to have Series, Series S, X. Series X, and then whatever that other one, maybe Series L. 
And so you will know straight away. This will be the branding to differentiate the products for each of the versions of the consoles. That's what I wanted to say. Yep. See, I reckon from this, from that suggestion at least, I reckon what you're going to get is the actual packet, the physical packet, the actual disc. It'll say Xbox across the top. And then on the back, you'll flip it over. And there's a nice handy chart and table that tells you which one it runs best on and how it affects this and what frame rate you get on this one and this one and this one, this. And mm. Too much info. Oh. Uh, what do we think of this logo? Like uh, aesthetically, personally, I don't like it. I don't think it fits. I, th I don't think it fits the design of the box. I think it's very militaristic, um, almost like an ammo case is what brings yes. to my mind. And the, the Xbox doesn't look like that at all. I just think it's a really bad clash. It looks Let like the stencil from the side of a military vehicle. That's You've nailed it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a image. I just want to have a look and look at it like side by side, like with the PS5. So actually, no, with the um <laughs> the PS5 the logo. I know magazine? in my head. No, with <laughs> no. I had the thought before. If you put P and O next to it, it would just look like a ad for Sexpo, like as like a. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, oh, these Sexpo! I, mean, I remember Sexpo. Yeah, it is. Oh, bless. I don't like the um the. I think there's a little bit too much room in between that X part. Like they should be a bit closer to the other X. It just, it's really jarring to me. Like, I thought Dan was going to go into a sex story. Today. I'm so glad. <laughs> well, there's the time. <laughs> the interesting part is I actually really like this as a logo. Like I quite like the disconnected part of it and everything and how it's got a vertical and a diagonal to it. Like weirdly, I, quite like it which is strange well, this, this, the simplicity of it is it's doing exactly what it needs to do i know it's exactly that's it it only says series x <laughs> like sex yeah. sex sex I, box and it could work out well if they are doing multiple versions of it all they have to do is keep the series to the side and then replace whatever is next to it yeah exactly um i can see with what dan was saying is would be very easy to swap that x out for a like looking l s p Q, something like that. Uh, what do we think compared Why? to the PS5 uh, logo? Who do we think is got the the leg up, the Sony. Series X logo or the PS5 logo? Sony, mm. hands down. I agree, Sony, because they've got a recognizable look, a recognizable logo, and they've carried that through. So people are going to see that logo, and even without looking at the number, know that it's PlayStation. Whereas they'll look at this and go, "What am I? Am I reloading? What is that?" See, see, this is a this is what. <laughs> We're talking about like PlayStation has done the PS5 logo, but mm -hmm. Xbox has still got just they haven't even revealed the, the the Series X Xbox logo yet. They're just this is just the Series X. This is the tiny bit of their their big puzzle game where PlayStation has just got the PS5. That's all they've got. Where this no is, no Xbox this is, this is saying this is saying that there's going to be this might be saying because this, this doesn't have Xbox written in it. It's, this is just the Series X. So this. It, might be insinuating that there might be multiple versions of the series x but this is the series x like, yeah, so they, there might be other series you know what i mean like yeah there almost definitely will be there's been rumors of the lockhart coming out for a while now but uh xbox have revealed their logo for the series x it was on the uh, game awards reveal trailer it's literally the normal xbox logo that we've seen for years and years and years it's the same one same one that's what they're using so they didn't change it no but Mm. So that that so yeah, P PS PS fives amalgamated both their logo and their branding of their console into one logo, where they've they've split it into two things, kind of thing. Yeah. Which which yeah. which which I'm trying to say, like to me, the reason you split it is because you're gonna yeah. do other things as well. Correct. Do you know That's who else is like... doing other things? Sorry, floppy. Yeah, you go. 
No, no, you're up. Go. Segway. Segway. Nintendo are doing other things because they dropped a whole heap of news during the week without anyone knowing because it's Nintendo and they go, hey, guess what? Uh, Mario Maker 2 had a free update billed as the last one. Uh, A couple of the uh, things that we can see on the screen now is you have Super Mario uh, Brothers 2 Mario, where Mm. he stands on the Goombas and picks them up and throws them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can now make a world map linking all of the courses that you've made together into a, a world and a game. I'll try and find that. Was that was cool. That was really cool. All the couplings are now available. So Morton, Iggy, oh, okay. um, blah, 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 whoever. Oh my God, uh, that's so cool. Whole heap of new power-ups. Some have never appeared in a Mario game before. So I think there's ones where um, the, the Mecha Coopers shoot lasers at you. Uh, and there's one where the, the bullets come chasing after you or something. I don't know. <clears throat> so this Excuse is me. this is it like as i said this is the last thing and i remember us saying what do we want in the next update and we we're like world map and stuff yep, like that and they they've just it. done it now oh what's that oh, that's uh, in mario 2 in mario 2 where you grab the key and that face comes down and and uh as long as you're holding that key it chases you but the cheat for that is you pick it up and as soon as it comes you throw it and it goes away and then you just pick up the key again that's a little think, cheat for all you Super Mario Brothers 2 people. Do you think they shot themselves in the foot that now they just don't ever, oh, they don't have to make it Mario Brick games ever again? <laughs> this is like, well, this is it. Like, why, why make a, why make a Mario game now, like 2D style like this? Or, because so it's I, very hard to make a good 2D Mario game. I don't know how much Mario Maker you've played, what? but man, there is some trash on there. I don't know how a game does it. Actually, I do. He's got a whole team of moderators that choose the levels for him. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's cool. I, I've played it. It's a lot of fun. It's everything you need. Only disappointing thing is they have built it as the last update, so that's it. We're not getting any any more. This is this is it for Mario Maker. It might not be but, like you know how many bands like you retire and then they have a re- reunion gig. They might have a reunion look at bloody gig. Bloody John Farnham, mate. He hasn't shut up yet. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> he is melting. The Rolling Stones, mate. This is the Rolling Stones of Nintendo. They're going to bring it back. It'll be fine. Braden, do you know who the Rolling Stones are? <laughs> I do actually. I have a Rolling Stones T-shirt. I've got some vinyl records. Thank you very much. You um, have you listened to them yet, or you're? <laughs> did you know fan? that that photo oh. of, of the front of the, uh, their album with you know the jeans with the big doodle is me? <laughs> oh man, Dan. Oh man, I gotta get you to sign that, man. I gotta. I, I, got, can, I got that one over oh, here. Oh, he, he'll sign it all right, Braden, with his own little genetic code with my right own down the sleeve. With my own pen. So going back to Mario Maker, <laughs> this, um, <laughs> this uh, the world map thing I thought was really really cool, and it was the closest I've got to actually wanting to play this game. Wow, high praise. Have you not played oh, this? Floppy, floppy almost wanted to play it. No, I don't play IKEA games, mate. Oh, that's good. It's an, you buy it and then you got to build it. That's half the fun. You don't like you don't like dreams. Not particularly, no, because I I appreciate dreams for what it is. I appreciate them all for what they are, and I think they're amazing. Just not something I'm prepared to invest. That's in. right. He'd rather play The Rock running around like a a, a potato man. man this I can tell you, really the poor. time that I invested that is embarrassingly small. This trailer's still going. Just like Dan. Hey, Braden, <laughs> you want to say something? Um, I just wanted to ask you, Ben, um, with this being billed as the final update for it, what are you expecting from them next? Uh, the Super Mario All-Stars pack where they redo all their 3D ones. Oh, um, yeah. Then Ooh. I'm hoping for a Legend of Zelda maker where you okay. make dungeons. Ooh, uh, and then they'll do a 3D maker. Because they dabbled in that in... What was that one that I, I played? The, the... It's Mario Maker. Mario Maker. They had a Link costume, yeah, but... and you you could traverse as Link through yeah, but Mario in the, Maker. Um, but what was that like, latest Zelda they put out? What was it called? Like the I bought it. The one with the Link's look down. Link's Awakening. 
Yeah, yeah. Link's Awakening. They had a dungeon builder in that. Well, that's what the game was originally going to be, but they realized that there wasn't enough there to be a full $60 game. So they went, ah, oh, we'll remake the Game Boy game. It was good though. Brad. Uh, yeah, and on that as well, like with getting a, if they did a Zelda creator and everything, could you then see a Metroid? Uh, no, because they, they're having enough problems bringing out the next Metroid Prime game. I don't <laughs> think doing a remix will be high on their priority. Metroid seems to be one of those yeah. uh, franchises that they're just forgetting about like it was the it was metroid's 30th anniversary a couple of years back and they didn't do anything it's weird like, because you know, I, I love that first game and then the snes one was really good um super, super metroid i haven't played any of the first person ones but i assume like they could get a even like another metroidvania version of it like, well they did bring out a remake of the game boy game uh two or so years ago okay I just wanna, um, and that was that was a good game do a new big one, right? Make make a big deal of it. Make well, Met- they're, trying. they're trying. They're trying. They uh they have to cancel it and start again. <laughs> Metroid <laughs> Maker sucks so bad. Metroid Maker works pretty well as well. Uh, do you know what else works pretty well? Animal Crossing. Woo! It work, works really well with my hands when I play it all the time, especially oh, when I get up me. at five o'clock in the morning. So they announced also surprise announced new DLC for Animal Crossing, which incidentally, uh, <laughs> first month five million digital downloads. Hell, like yes. the second most downloaded game in the history of ever. Um, it, or the fastest to download or something like that. But uh, yeah, it came out at the right time. Um, so you get new visitors, a sloth who sells you garden stuff and a pirate fox who steals valuable artwork to sell to you. Ooh. Uh, we get new events, Earth for Earth Day, May Day and Wedding Day. What does that uh, mean? And a museum expansion for all the stolen art that you're going to purchase off the fox. So I'm looking forward into dabbling into a life of crime. Apparently some of the artwork, you get four pieces every time he comes and visits your Island. Uh, and one of them is real and three are fake and they're based off uh, famous works of art. So uh, the Venturian man, Leonardo's guy holding out arms is just called uh, engineering man. <laughs> and uh, like, Hey, you tell it's a fake, you have to study it and like, it, it's something is like the Mona Lisa's eyebrows raised like the rock or, you know, that, that's how you can tell it's fake. And I'm thinking kind of want my fake ones. Yeah. Tell you what, this, I like the, them doing these oh. updates and dropping in reveals and everything. <laughs> like they are absolutely nailing this. Like I am so on board for everything they are doing. I was, I've said last show was really worried about Nintendo because they hadn't announced anything apart from Animal Crossing. I thought Animal Crossing isn't enough of a game to like push them through the rest of the year. If, you know, some other big hitters get delayed, we could be looking at game of the year here. Yeah. We well, could be. Might just be game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the only one they bring out. <laughs> Nintendo's game. <laughs> of the year is. Uh, speaking of games, we all like games, especially on Apple Arcade. And one of those Apple Arcade games that Dan and I both raved about was What the Golf. And it oh. is coming to the Switch on May 19. This game. Thank God. Because I almost bought this on Steam, like, just earlier. And then I looked at the run sheet and I was like, oh, I'm going to wait. Dan, what did you think about this? I love this game. Oh, I, it's I, so I, good. The fact that it's on Switch. Well, it's coming to Switch. It'll work well on Switch. Um... I find this game, I, I, I found it worked the best on my phone. Like, yep. the phone controls were the best for this game by far. Like, I played it on Apple Arcade. You can see here, like, the stupidity of this game. So you're, you're a chair here at the moment playing golf. 
I played this. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, this is this is this is a great game. Like, and it goes it goes crazy. Like it it goes into like um. <laughs> It, th- th- the a, puns are amazing. The dude, puns are fantastic. There's a super hot level where you play in the super hot universe where, where, where the time only moves when the golf ball's moving. Oh my God, and that's it looks, so good. And it looks like super hot. And when you get a whole, like, it in, it goes super hot or super good. Or something it says. It's like oh it's my God. the budget. So do we know how much this is going to be when it comes out in, in May? No, but uh, I can't imagine it being any more than 10 dollars or so okay i think i'll buy this this is a mobile mobile game like yeah it's not like you know to get on another uh thing they just right click save as delete the dot apple and put dot switch and then just upload it that's how easy it is i bought golf story the other day so this would (laughs) love that one so much oh my god yeah i will be buying this instantly it's a great game i've played it many many times it will be the only game my Switch gets a break from Animal Crossing with. Uh, speaking of great games, who here likes Resident Evil? Oh, this guy does. This guy's a bit of a fan. Who? This guy? Me? The Transformer? This, this guy. Um, oh. Wheeljack. Wheeljack. Yeah, I've heard that about him. And uh, Floppy. They are having rumours that uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake is on its way, according to VGC, which is, really reliable, <laughs> which is regularly reliable about such things. A number of sources have told the outlet that a Resident Evil 4 Remake is in production with an estimated release plan for some point in 2022. Is reportedly in production at developer M2 specifically, which has been uh, preparing for the remake since 2018. And M2, you might remember from such remakes as Resident Evil 3. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we talk about this one a bit? Because I reckon this is a good one. Yeah, so I I just want to ask, firstly, is it a good idea or should they be remaking, you know, Code Veronica or Resident Evil 0 or even Resident Evil 1 again before they come out with 4? And does 4 really need to be remade? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, I think, like, I also want to see remakes of Code Veronica and Zero as well. But I think because most of the people that are playing these games now are people that have started with playing the remakes. So Remake of 2, Remake of 3. I think it just makes sense to do this one next. Um, Chronologically, I guess, because it's a character that they already know. um, But in a different setting. So it's sort of not doing the exact same um umbrella core sort of stuff that they were doing in two and three so it gives you enough of it it's different but you get a character that you're familiar with and yeah jazz it up a bit because although it's really cool and it still works it still plays really nice it could use the jazz up it right, still so, works that weird you can't aim when you're running and all that sort of stuff yeah so code veronica was a good game i played it on the dreamcast i loved it but i feel like you're right floppy where people who are just getting into the uh, the franchise don't need a sudden number drop and this weird one put in their face where it just says code veronica and i was like is this the fourth one like what's going on because there's a lot of people out there that haven't played any of them but this game like if if this, if this gets a resident evil 2 makeover resident evil 3 maker is it the makeover whatever it's called remake over um this game will like i think it'll like go really well with it it didn't it's controls still uh i streamed this just recently uh, by well, recently like last year like res uh res 4 it still has problems like apart from being the one of the best games of all time in my opinion um it still has its problems and there's still uh there is still a lot of wiggle room to massively massively 
make this game better. If you know what I mean? Like, they've already got a, a, an awesome game um, that everyone loves, and all they have to do really is just tweak the controls and give it like chronic graphics. And like, look at these settings, man. They like, like they could give it like the best. Like you know, put shit everywhere in the trees, have the trees look wicked. Like and the and the whole thing in this of like them not being zombies. They're um. They're like village people that talk and they yell out these languages at you. I don't know what language it is. I assume. Hey, it's that dog. Yeah. Hey, well, a bird dropped a hand grenade just before. I love I love stuff like that in games. Yeah, there's lots of grenades in birds in this. But um, yeah. So you're fighting this different, finally different the zombies. So, and also if they did Co Veronica, you're just gonna be fighting zombies again. Where in this one, you've got this new element to these people that you're fighting that have gone crazy, and then like, obviously later on some some shit goes down where there's some gross shit happening tentacles yeah yeah, yeah it was like, sort of like a like a ragey virus type thing yeah it's just like a, a mutated version of t virus t virus yeah um and now yeah. was this originally on the wii first was this a wii exclusive no no this was like playstation 2 but it came out oh, on the right. i think it was better played on the wii because it was really the motion controls? To the yes. motion controls, yeah. Yeah, the motion controls were, like, unbelievably good on this. Like, you could just change. The best use of the motion controls. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Say... Have you played Link's Crossbow Adventure? No. Because <laughs> it wasn't that. That that game was trash. <laughs> Interestingly, with this, as someone who's not a Resident Evil person at all, I was initially going to ask a question before about Code Veronica, but I'm going to ignore that because you guys have sold me on why this should be the next one in the sense of it not just being zombies, it actually being a town. That makes it a lot more interesting, in my opinion, as someone who doesn't play them and for people who might be new to the franchise. Um, but, like, yeah, in the sense of, like, how, like, I, you've, Knowing nothing about the series, you guys have made me completely agree with your points. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong, Code Veronica needs to be remade, but um, not yet. Not yet. So that's Code Veronica set in, I think it was Antarctica or Alaska or something like that. And it goes deep into the lore of how shit went down and we got Resident Evil 2 and 3. I agree with you, Floppy. Like uh, Resident Evil, you just want to shoot things. Like yeah. you don't need that big uh law field deep dive um Ooh. just just shoot guys in the face and that, that's uh, <laughs> like that. that'll do and, yeah. and the, Can... the other thing is well people are coming off the footsteps of uh, uh resident evil 7 where they weren't just zombies either they were these like you know a family of stuffed up people so people have got that and if they're coming going back that they're, they're going to be seeing the oh i get it now like so it started as zombies and it merges into this like you know the, uh, it, it makes Resident Evil Seven seem a bit make a bit more sense in the timeline. Uh, well, I mean, good... rumors are Resident Evil Eight is coming out after this as well. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It, it's following the classic thread. I feel if they start making five and six, they're going to have to like redo them from the ground up. Oh, totally. Because those like, games sucked. They're rubbish. They were bad. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not rubbish games. They were just they they deviated so far from what Resident Evil was. Yeah, they, like, they were good yeah. games, but they didn't need to be Resident Evil games. They were just action games as opposed yeah, exactly. to survival action. But the coolest thing about the Resident Evil series is that every single game that's come out, no matter whether it was a prequel, a remake, or whatever, that every single game ties into that, that same storyline really, really well. Even if it's you just played Resident Evil 2 and then you played Resident Evil 7, you're like, this is a completely different game with nothing to do with each other. But if you've played them all, they have this amazing storyline that continues and follows through. All of them. It's really cool. They all have gems just sitting around on roofs. See, <laughs> see, I keep my gems. 
See that. I, I think Braden has been wanting to say something quickly. No, I was going to say quickly, like, so in that sense, I'm agreeing with the fact that, okay, cool, do four first and then bring out or bring out eight and then four or whatever order they want yeah. to do it. Is Code Veronica like a full-size game like them? Or is it, would you see it more as like a, I don't know what size it is originally. It's two like, discs on the green Dreamcast. A, <laughs> is it like a smaller experience? No, or? I believe it was a full-size game. It was on the PS2. Okay. I, I think it started out as, if I remember correctly, it started out, as what was going to be number three. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened or what happened, but it ended up being its own game. Yeah, it, it, it has its good moments as well. It's got, it, it's good. It's a good, it's good that it exists, but it's unnecessary um, in, in the whole storyline. Like you, you could skip it and you wouldn't even notice there being a, a gap in the story at all. Speaking of unnecessary, do you know what's not unnecessary? Do you know what's in fact very necessary? No. Ornaments for Christmas trees. And Hallmark <laughs> has got you covered this year with these ornaments. Firstly, we got uh, this one from Minecraft, which you can have hanging from your cherry tree. That's uh, so cherry. That's complex. <laughs> what? That's so detailed. It's great, isn't it? How big uh, is we've it? We've got an 8-bit Mario, which you can have hanging hanging That's there. That's rubbish. You can uh, well, maybe you'll like the this. Minecraft one. This one looks boring as hell. The Minecraft one looked crazy. This is probably a little bit more up Floppy's alley. Uh, pick number three there. We got the Fortnite Battle Bus. Uh, wait, <laughs> I, can, can Get I rid of this, it. Can I make this smaller? I can't, can I? No. no. In all honesty, though, um, these last two are my favorite. Yeah, same uh, you've got bus. Joust and Arcade Machine. Yeah, that, oh, that's, uh, great. that's, See, that's cool. Now, that's look, at those, look at those little buttons and controllers. Wait, I'm going to. Oh, hang on. Did you always write emus in Joust? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look how real that looks. That's it's like they've it's like that. they've got a whole bunch of random toys and just stuck a ring on top of them. <laughs> yep. You know what's really funny is I've just finished watching with my younger kids the Honey I Shrunk the Kids things and it's like they just shrunk them all down. Hmm. And the last one's And finally, the best one out of the collection. Here it is. Oh, oh, that's awesome. It's got a cartridge oh, yeah. in it. Are you kidding me? Yes. That's, uh, that's I'll awesome. be buying like two of these. Oh, are these going to be? But they're 100 Hallmark. of them? Yeah, just, 200 of them. Just laying in them. Just putting them in Dan's money bin and going swimming through it. Just have that as your only Christmas ornament everywhere. Gonna, that's what the bus oh, I've got other cool ornaments. But yeah, Hallmark do these every year. They're really, really cool. You know what else is really cool? No. New consoles. Oh, sick. You know what's even better than new consoles? New consoles with sexy skins dan roll the footage well, i can't we all seen this i have to play it small this is the hottest looking console i've ever seen in my life i want one <laughs> so much it is an xbox one x cyberpunk 2077 console does uh, anyone else we... kind of think it looks like claptrap yeah <laughs> it does a little bit do you know yeah, what it and it, does. it doesn't match the controller whatsoever no, right, like no. Look at that. I'm just going to make that bigger because it's a, a steel Do you know what's even better? Go back. Go on. We can't play it now, but if you're uh, near an internet, go on there and uh, look up uh, the music for this trailer because it is, it is hilarious. I, I laugh so hard at the music. I haven't heard the music. I watched it on my phone. Well, I think <laughs> we should. Uh, after the show, Braden, go look at the music and then write us a four-page report on why the music is hilarious. <laughs> I, uh, just, but I, the... I just wish the Xbox Series X looked like that. They just go like that. I, we need more wacky consoles. Floppy. So, Dan, to go back to why it doesn't match, so the console there is uh, 
themed after the game itself, the the cyberpunk writing and all that. Whereas the controller is specifically themed on Silverhand, which is like Johnny Reeves' character. Silverhand? I think it's oh. like Silver Arm or something like that. No, no yeah, uh, Johnny Silverhand. Johnny Silverhand, um, yeah. yeah that is boy. the best name ever. Because you can buy like, it really. separately. His cyber ghost. Yeah, so you've got the, the left side of it being his silver arm. And then on the back, it's also got the um the samurai band logo. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. In the, wait, I'll bring it up. And oh. it also comes with his hand, which you can do whatever you like with. His there it is. There we go. Oh, my God. I want one so bad. I do not have the money for this. The controller oh will be available some, separately as well. You've got some time to save up because it comes out in June with a code for the game. But you won't be able to play that game until September 17 it, when it, it launches. Like, it kind of looks like a VHS <laughs> <laughs> player. Yeah. It, look, it looks very pretty. Like that bit of white down the down the, the thing there it looks like you can put a, a, a VHS tape into it. See, I think it looks like a, a part of Boba Fett's armor. Oh, now you're talking. I want more things to start to move towards the like grungy cyberpunk yeah. visuals because we're getting there. We're there now. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's like drive around in cars that doors only open up and only wear trench coats. Uh, do you know what else is really, really cool and wears trench coats? Me. My segues are awful. Uh, Streets <laughs> of Rage 4 has been announced to launch April 30 for $25 US on PS4, Switch, and Game Pass, which means Dan and Brayden, you get to play this baby for free. Oh, really? And floppy. Um, yeah, I got Game Pass. Well, I guess someone better save up and buy a decent computer then. <laughs> we, could, um, we could do a, a group video stream of this. Oh, that'd be rad. This, uh, this game is beautiful. Cool. So good. Uh... This, uh, they, what have I got written here? They've created <laughs> it for fans of the original with retro skins and music. Yeah, so the retro skins and retro music are going to be in it as well. Uh, so much like Street Fighter Champion Edition that came out uh, a couple of years back for the Switch, where you could play uh, any pixel version of any of the fighters against each other. Um, they've done that here as well. Yeah, so you can is that the fighters. anniversary one that you had like 16 different ones on there? Yeah, it had all the Street Fighter 2 games and so, the first so one. So is this just Streets of Rage 4 or is it like different versions of Streets of Rage. It's, like, it's just four. It's, okay. But it's not... It's oh, There was no four, was there? No, it's a new game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's a, new game. Four is a new game. It only went up to three. It doesn't have the, I, I assume we'll be able to lock, unlock the kangaroo and stuff like that. But I was obsessed with Streets of Rage. Look at that guy with hands in his pockets. And have you like seen... Like Orange Cassidy. Have you seen like when like they go to Pixels and the, the characters just look so out of place? It's amazing. <laughs> like When they go to the... The music comes in as well. So, like, they have the original 16-bit audio tracks going in there as well. Yeah, it's great. great. It looks so good. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Let's hope it's got a bit of depth to it, though, because these games are pretty... But the originals were pretty boring, but they're amazing. Yeah. If you know what I mean. If you go back and play them, oh, you're yeah. like, oh. Look at the girl with the guitar. She's a new character. Axel, um, Axel looks like he's put a bit of weight on as well. <laughs> like, bit of beef. Big yeah. beefy boy. Do you know what else is beefy? Gamescon. It's usually the beefiest con there is because it's held in Germany. Uh, anyway, it's been cancelled uh, and they're going to hold a digital event. Uh, so this is something we've been discussing for a while in regards to E3. Uh, I'm very interested to see what Gamescon do uh, in the way of holding a digital event and what that means. And is it going to have virtual tours of the show floor? Or are we going to have um, talks and whatnot that are, are live and interactive? Or, you know, what does a digital event entail and you know i don't want to bring it back to e3 but do they need to pay attention i think this is going to be great because it's going to be able to 
put across just the information they want to do and it'll be digital so they can control it, put it across the best way that they they feel that they need to. And it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be easy to access. I don't see any a bad reason or a bad thing coming out of it. Yeah, I think I think that um I'll get rid of this girl. Oh my god. <laughs> um hashtag cancel down, he doesn't like women. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh I'll, I'll play my one of my my audio cues. Um, <laughs> I think if they're gonna do a digital event, what I would like to see as a person who is a streamer and likes watching streams and stuff like that, I want a digital event, but it has to go for like ten hours. <laughs> like, oh. I want I, I want an event where they just go through every single booth and and they have a camera and then they set it up. And each presenter and booth gets to do a little presentation of what they want to do. And you just sit there for 10 hours and it just runs through the whole thing. That Every- sounds awful. I would love that. I would I would just sit there watching it. I would just sit there. So wa- there'd be a couple people like Dan sitting there watching the there'd entire 10-hour thing. And then there'd be everyone else checking IGN and Polygon afterwards for the recap. That's how they look. Yeah. With their twisties and their... Oh, sorry, they're not sponsors. Adult diapers... Where are these stereotypes coming from? I might be be weeing in a bottle right now, but there's no reason to point point a stick at me. Um, Well, Dan, there's no need to piss yourself because it's time for deals. Wait up. I thought we were still talking about this. I still got more to say. No, I'm bored now. I want to talk about deals. Okay, Floppy, what do you got for us this week? <laughs> it's the longest intro. I always forget that it actually ends. All right, on PlayStation, we got some really good stuff, actually. We're on PlayStation. PlayStation are giving away Journey and the Uncharted Collection. And before free. you... Yeah, Dan, you need to stream Journey this week. I've already yeah, played is... Journey. Have you streamed it, though? No, but I, I'm one of those people who just doesn't like it that much. I, I appreciate <sighs> that it's beautiful and it's a great game, but to me, it's just not my thing. That's fair enough. So like, I don't have played, to like it. It's just, it's just a walk, walk up, walk, walk. But if you haven't played Journey and you're like sort of the, you like experiences. If you ever played Flow or uh, Flower or anything like that, then you, or you probably played Journey. Get it anyway. It's free. <laughs> it's not going to cost you anything. And one day you're going to sit down. You're going to have an hour or two spare, and you're just going to smash through this thing. And it's, it is going to be different whether you play it again or not. It'll be something that you've never done before. It'll be and then you'll get really excited and you'll play Abzu and you go, wow, this is just like Journey, but underwater. And then go, oh, oh, don't, don't worry about <laughs> this it. This is not as good. <laughs> no. um, uh, and also what, the what, Uncharted what? Collection. I don't think I got a video for that. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. The Drake, it'll be the Nathan Drake Collection. Uh, brilliant games, great writing. Uh, number two is the best. And if you're uh, a PlayStation oh. Plus holder... Didn't uh, Uncharted 4 come out last month or something? Exactly right. So you could yeah. have nearly the whole collection. Wow. Honestly, yes. everyone should go back and play that because what I'm doing right now, at least, is I'm working through the Uncharted collection. I'm up to two again now, thank God. And uh, I'm then going to play Last of Us for the first time and um, and then go do Uncharted 4 and in the build-up to Last of Us Part 2 eventually. So it doesn't have Are you going to do Lost Legacy for Uncharted? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely that, throwing that, that in so there that, as well. Is that in there? Is that in the collection? No. No, collection's just one, two, and three. So yeah, it was right. the, the PS3 ones remastered. 
Um, you should also play the Golden Abyss on Vita. But anyway, anyway, also on PlayStation, we have Red Dead Redemption 2, the Ultimate Edition, which is normally 150 bucks, down to 47.95, which is stupid Jeez. cheap because it's not. This doesn't have just the base game and the multiplayer. It has uh, all the story content for the base game, anything, all the DLC that's all came out, and it has a whole bunch of stuff like skins and weapons and stuff for your online as well. It is ridiculous how much content is in this thing. I just want to um, spoiler alert for the for the next console we're talking about. But uh, it was announced today, Red Dead Two is coming to Games Pass. Um, do you reckon PlayStation caught wind of this and decided to uh, slash <laughs> that in order to get some money before a bunch of people get it for free on another system? I have noticed. I'd say absolutely. <laughs> I have noticed the the consoles doing that kind of thing. That as soon as like it goes up onto like PlayStation Plus, you see it on the Wii for like half the price and stuff like that. The Wii. The switch. <laughs> <laughs> I love Red Dead 2 on the Wii. That was great with the motion oh, controls. Yeah, man. I love motion how you controls just... of the bar fight was excellent. Just <laughs> you got you got the nunchuck and you gotta waggle it around. And they just completely skipped the Wii U. <laughs> it doesn't even exist. Just like everyone else did, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else the, you got? With the price flashes, you see the same with um Steam and the Epic Games launcher and everything. Like they're they're all they all try to compete when something else is free on something else. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing we've got on uh, on Sony's platform is the Division 2. Uh, if you haven't played the Division 2, but you like some sort of open world, you like some uh, multiplayer fun with your friends, this thing is unreal. It looks beautiful. I've been playing with Dan and Braden um, uh, on and off over the last couple of weeks. Oh, I, I might be able to join in at some point because You've I've got good, good internet, internet now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yes. We can finally. Oh my God, finally. We can finally open a clan because you have to have four people and we haven't been able to do it. Finally, right, we'll look into that. Came out. Um, we'll talk after the game? show. Was this 2018? Division or 2? No, it came out last year. 2019. So 2019 this came out. Full price game, 100 bucks. You can get it on PlayStation now for 15 bucks. That's sick. That's it cool. so cheap and it is such a beautiful looking game. Jump on it. And it's also themed to somewhat current events. <laughs> it is about a pandemic. Because mm -hmm. what I like for in my video games is to escape the harsh reality by going into the same harsh reality. Yeah, but this time you get guns. Yeah, well, if I lived in America, I'd have guns anyway. Yeah. Now, what's, uh, what's, yeah. what's, what's on the old Xbox? So on the old Xbox, come into Games Pass. Uh, so if you have Game Pass, you don't have to pay anything extra. It just all appears on your magically on your console. It is now, this could be... I don't know how to pronounce it. It could be Gato Roboto or it could be Gato Roboto. Gato Roboto. Thank you. Uh, so this is a nice little action adventure platformer. Uh, includes mechs. Uh, it reminds me of, yeah, it reminds me yeah. of um, Kirby and Dreamland for the old Game Boy. It's like oh, Dan, type. it's like your little miniature that you've got of the cat in the tank thing. Oh, I'm going through like a here. little <laughs> oh. alien world, and you're trying to save your uh, your captain from a crashed spaceship. It looks cool. I like it. It does look like cute, look doesn't it? Anyway. It looks uh, like a... we have. Oh, yep. Hyperdot. <laughs> <laughs> which came out on April 30th uh, an action, another action arcade game uh, yeah this one this one looks a lot it, oh, I can't remember what it reminded me of now it doesn't look like anything no there was another you, you one you just have, you have to, to dodge. dodge you have to dodge and evade the things yeah you like a hundred levels or something like that um, you just have one to of those ones that you turn on and then you can't and you realise it's three hours is gone 
for, so for the podcast listeners, it's a you're a, you're a, <laughs> you're a yellow circle avoiding the red squares, which was the payout, which was dot. which was the payout game in I remember in Grand Theft Auto when they were. Do you remember in the radio station when they're like, you can be the adventure cube, like avoiding the dots. <laughs> like it's that <laughs> game, but real. But this also has a level editor, so you could create your own and share them. Yeah. Cool. Cool. After that, level head. Hey, how much was it? I know these are free. These are free. It's Games Pass, man. So, yeah. Uh, another action adventure simulator with level head uh, where you build like contraptions. Kind of. He's kind adorable. Of. You're a little I'm robot. I'm not really sure how so, to do it. So, I'm a platformer. Yeah. It's like Wally if Wally actually had, uh, you know, obstacles that he had to get, get past. Instead of just I think you'll find it looks more like Eva, not Wally, Dan. I think it was just actually. Eve, but yeah. Yes. And as mentioned before, also Red Dead 2 uh, coming to Games Pass. But as Game Pass does, when we get something new, we lose something old. And so GTA 5 goes away. Now, that sort of, does that, that mean. Reality of Games Pass. Does that mm. mean that if you've got it installed, it's gone? Or yes, if you've gone. got it installed. You can't play it. Are you sure? Yep. Like Unless you purchase the game, I think your save carries across, but you'd have to go out and buy the game. I suppose yep. that's not bad. That's just like an ultimate, like, you know. It's Netflix. Yeah. But, like, you, you still have the option that you can buy off 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 of Games Pass. Like, you can pay for the game and then get it, which yeah. is nice. If you really want to keep playing it, you can buy it. It's a it's a try before you buy it, essentially. Yeah. Anyhow. What's, uh... Jumping over to Switch, we got uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Going out for twenty two forty five. I'm tempted uh, to buy this again. I've got it on the PS4, but to have it portable on the Switch, I reckon this is just a, such a good traveling game. So a couple of things they've done for the Switch version is they've simplified the controls. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how hard they were before. I'm not a big fighting guy, but that I like that they've simplified them for the controls. You know, you've got smaller Joy-Cons. It must be a little bit easier. Um, and they've also added a six-player offline mode because obviously you can link your Switches together. Oh, that's cool. That's, so that's really cool, actually. And it does look beautiful. I've had a lot of people that are in the fighting game industry, uh, industry fans, uh, really like this Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. I mean, it was great on the PlayStation, but uh, yeah, for $22, uh, I might drop it on the Switch and just, just as a thing to jump in for 15 minutes and have a couple of rounds before I yeah. need to go do reality. It's a yeah, great complete. it's a great beer and chicken wings game with your mates around. If you're you don't allowed. eat chicken wings when you're playing games. You get greasy controllers. Yeah, it's the whole point of it. Yeah, man, that's the handicap. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, also on the Switch, we're getting Broforce for a wicked price of like $5.60. Uh, so this is a, like a four-player run and gun. Actually, the catchphrase or catch line for the game is brace your loins, which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> which is awesome. And it, yeah, you get destructible everything. Yeah. And, this, it, and all the, like, how's Rambo there? So you got a whole team of... Uh, the bro force that you can utilize to go through and different levels and destroy everything and just create carnage. Now, is this a roguelike? Uh, that part, I'm not hundred percent sure of. Hmm. I don't know. I, I may, I might be confusing it with another game, but I was, I, don't think I think so. it I think was a roguelike. Action adventure platformer. I think oh, okay. it is cool. procedurally generated. If I remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, cool. after that, the blob. Yeah. Now I've got some oh, info, uh, some, some, some news about this game. Uh, I, oh, I can't remember his last name. Simon Scales, who uh, is the owner of CDW, which is uh, the character design workshop we have here in Adelaide. It's a world-class animation studio. 
um, that teaches people and they get world-class artists and whatnot. They had some of the guys that designed Nathan Drake come down one year. Um, they get a lot of artists from the game industry. Anyway, he actually was uh, one of the designers on this game. So uh, yeah, Simon from Adelaide, he works up at the top of the Maya Center there. It's uh, my partner's boss. And uh, he, he worked on this bad boy. That is very nice. If you haven't played the Blob, you get to play this cool little guy who is rescuing, I think it's called uh, Chroma City, if I remember correctly. Chroma City, who's, whose color has been stolen and has been turned into this drab gray, lifeless looking city. You get to run around and you replace the color everywhere while defeating bad guys. You have to collect the little colors so that you can go around and, and return things. It's just, it is one of those things that's not too difficult. Um, you don't have to think too much. It's it's just it's fun and it's nice. Looks like I remember it, seeing looks... this when I was a kid and like I really wanted it, but I never ended up actually getting it. Like, should I actually pick it up on the Switch just to try it out? Yeah, yeah. it's not number two. Number two is cool too. It's just more of the same thing in a different city. Hmm. It looks like a trial run for Splatoon. Uh, it very much was because it originally came out on the Wii, so it was all uh, motion, motion controllers. But yeah, it it basically was a, a trial run for Splatoon, or where they stole the idea for Splatoon. Yeah, it's very pretty, and like the animation is great. I think I really enjoyed it. Now we don't have and any video like, for this. It's only like nine bucks. This last video, because I only saw it just before we came on. I was going oh. through the eShop. Uh, do you want to talk us through this next absolute bargain, Floppy? I will. So anyone that was around PCs in like the early 90s may remember Flashback. It was also on the Super Nintendo. Yes, but it was first on PC. That's where I played it. And it also came to the Nintendo. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> so Flashback was a, um, a side-scrolling platformer, but I would say almost roguelike because you visited areas or Metroidvania things. You visit areas multiple times, but it was very sci-fi 80s, cool electronic music, very cool storytelling. And it used uh, rotoscoping for the motion, like like the early Prince of Persia. So the actual animation of the character that you play um, is phenomenal. It actually feels, actually Dan will like this, you feel weighty. Like when he jumps and lands and runs, you actually feel like there's a weight and to everything that you do, it's really, really cool. Playing um, this as a kid, that used to freak me out. The fact that it was so realistic. Like, I don't know what it was, maybe the Uncanny Valley or something, but it freaked me out as a kid watching this. <laughs> so they've, they've done it uh, in two different ways. So you can play it in original mode, which is quite punishing. Like you don't get tutorials and you, you, you die a lot. Um, or so the modern mode has uh, remastered sound, remastered sort of like sound effects and music, um, but it also has a rewind feature. So if you say die, you can just hit a button and zip yourself back, sort of back in time a little bit and keep going. Um, yeah, it is. I can't say no. Everyone should get this. It's like a dollar fifty. It is stupid how cheap, cheap this is. It is just criminal. watching the controls, like and how like it looks like the characters moving and stuff. Like I am loving that. That looks. It is awesome. amazing. So yeah, rotoscoping was when they would they would film a person doing the movements and then place the digital sort of um, character over the film of that happening. So you get that real realistic sort of motion that they've got there. It's just yeah, everyone needs to play this. It only takes you like a you can probably finish it in like two hours. Oh, that running animation, I love. Yeah, that it's looks pretty so rad. cool. It's yeah, very, it prin is... very, very Prince of Persia. It's the second. Did you mention it's the second one to um? Is it, is it the second one to Another World? Another uh, another world came after this, didn't another it? Another world came after this. No, nah, yeah. that was on the Amiga. No, Another World was also on the Super Nintendo. It was the sequel to um, Flashback. 
But wasn't it called something different on the Super Nintendo? It was called uh, Out of This World or something? No, I'm pretty sure it was Another World. Doesn't yeah, matter. Jump on it. Anyone that's got a Switch, anyone. Dollar fifty, grab it. Dollar fifty. Is... Why not? Even if you don't play it, it's worth a dollar fifty. It's so good. Do you know what else is worth it? What? Kojima, he's worth it. He's worth everything. Dan, play the thing. Ah, Kojima. I'm sorry. I apologize for Dan's tomfoolery. Oh, you just you just dumped it on me. I was in the internet yeah, man. Like, showing footage of other stuff. That's, that's what we to do. My life. That's what we do here. I hack the dino, I spout out orders, and you follow them because I'm not like Kojima. Hey, so I'm doing something different for Kojima Watch this week because uh, Kojima Productions has gone into quarantine, so they're not doing anything. Uh, and thought I would look at a hidden gem game of Hideo Kojima, our Lord and Savior, that I didn't even realize uh, existed. Uh, it's called uh, Bokkai, The Sun is in Your Hands, and it came out on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, got a little diatribe here. Often An often forgotten Kojima game. Uh, Bokkai was exclusive to the GBA. It's a stealth game, much like Metal Gear Solid. However, had it one mechanic that made it stand out for better or for worse now can anyone guess what that mechanic may be it had something to do with the cartridge is it a... just take is a wild a... guess uh, game think about the title botkai the sun is in your hands was it to do with light yeah it was something to do with light yep anyone else give up did you did, did it have a solar panel and you had to charge your game boy with it yes Wait, what? Really? Yes, really. What? <laughs> oh my god, that's insane. Here we go. Um, the game's cartridge has a photometric light sensor which measures light exposure. In order to charge the in-game solar weapons, the player must first take their Game Boy Advance outside in the daytime as verified by the light sensor. If the player's gun runs out of light reserves and there is no sunlight available, then the player must avoid conflicts with enemies. So that's you amazing. Lived in Melbourne. This game was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it had a little, little sensor on the, the cartridge that absorbs sunlight. That um, was amazing. What's more, the solar gun that appeared in this game also appears in Metal Gear Solid 4. I've got that. I've got footage of that. Nice. What? Wait, yeah. Oh, my God. There it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's so and cool. And it goes through the, the little poem that you, um, is being read out to you here is uh, basically the, the basic plot of the game. Hmm. Amazing. So I looked up how much uh, one of these carts are and how much... I was much... about to Google that. What was it? So the uh, it wasn't released in in, Aust in European. It was released uh, in Italy, I think, and which is European, but forget what I said, uh, and Japan. So the carts you can get from anywhere from $28 to $120. Uh, boxed complete, you're looking at about $300. Yeah, nah. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to have a hard time getting that for my Kojima collection, I think. I'll be happy with, with just the cart. Do you know what else would be uh, a fun time with just the cart? Patreons. Ooh. <laughs> that doesn't make ever. any sense, but yeah, cool. <laughs> that was not a good one. Um, so this is the part where I take over. So I'm here to thank the Patreons. Uh, we have a Patreon, if you didn't know that. If you'd like to support us over there with a bit more moolah. <laughs> 
so we can buy these microphones. So easy. Yeah, come on, mate. Okay, do you want to buy whatever I've got in here? It's under here. What is it? It's a pit. What you buying, stranger? Oh, that's a Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Yeah, quote. Um, so. Hey, it's that dog. Apart from um, us loving you a lot, we also thank each show our top tier uh, Patreons, our Patreon, uh, what are they? Producer level Patreons. So thank you to Sam Beer. Thank you to Ashraf. Thank you to Henry, I uh, don't know, no, to Todd Randall, to um, Tommaso, to Mike Towns, to Karen Knight, to Ash Knight, and to Dylan Stevens. Oh, Mike Towns just came into the chat. Better late than never, just like the Titanic and Ghostbusters too. Um, <laughs> no, you summoned him by saying his name. Yeah. Uh, thank you very three much. Three times into a mirror, see what happens. Thank you very much to you guys. At the moment, our Patreons, uh, we have, uh, have we have we paused that at the moment, Ben, during the time? Yeah, it, the Patreons pause. We we just decided that uh, the current situation, um, we didn't feel right uh, uh, accepting money from people. Uh, so we've paused the Patreon just until this whole thing blows over. Uh, and then in our exclusive Patreon group, we'll, we'll let everyone know when we're going to start that up again and whether they continue or can afford to keep throwing bucks our way. Uh, if you want to help keep the mics on, we really appreciate it. If not, not a problem. You can join the discord anyway, which is bit.ly backslash hack the dino. If you're a Patreon, you get a nice little uh, gold heading for your name and everyone else is black. They're plebs. So you, you can laugh at them with your mighty gold name. Mighty gold. <laughs> All right, let's. I went up and then. Thanks. You get a I'm not allowed to grow my beard that long again. You, you get a big old thanks from Ben and my wife. Um, <laughs> We've amalgamated. Ugh. I'm now Dan's co wife. No, I'm moving on to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to get in before you. Okay, so topic of the show, Tots, uh, decided that this week we're going to look at obscure titles from big game devs. So before they brought out their huge, massive hits and became household names, uh, companies had to start somewhere. They can't all come out of the gate with a number one hit like Team Cherry. Uh, so we've compiled a list of, I think we got, what, two each? Just two each. Game Games that uh, aren't necessarily known from big-time developers. And, Dan, do you want to take us I'm gonna to the top, baby? I'm going to take you to the top, which is the first one, and work our way down. <laughs> Whatever that means. Right. Um, so I've, I chose uh, Sonic Chronicles. Um, Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. Uh, so this is done by a little company you may know called BioWare. Have you guys oh, what heard, have they done? Have you, they've what? done stuff like Dragon Age, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Mass Effect, Anthem, and stuff like that. So, And they did, um, I forgot what year this is from, they did a DS game of a Sonic game, and they made it into an RPG. And um, like your Mass Effects and stuff like that, it has a, uh, a dialogue choice, a dialogue tree. Uh, so there's all like... I'm just going to try and find... I'll never be able to find that. Now that this I'm... is so bizarre. Oh, we got cutscenes? What? Raiden's <laughs> freaking out. Like... I'm so confused. Like, what? Um, so these are the... I've got it set up. You can see these are both the screens. So, you know, because it was the, the, dual, the, the DS. So this is... So they're... Um, 
good things about it is it had um there was a lot of use of the what's the stick called the stylus in this game but you had an overworld where you walk around as Sonic. Um, you're fighting a bunch of dudes called the Marauders. Um, I don't know what they are. Anyhow, you have to team up with Eggman <laughs> to uh, fight these Marauders because, you know, that would happen. Um, and when you fight, it goes into a... I'm just trying to find... It has, like, here, like a, a, a Final Fantasy X RPG turn-based combat system where you use the stylus, you know, to do like, do, 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 like hit your, uh, do your moves and stuff like that. So yeah, Bioware made this. A, a, a friggin' Sega Sonic game on the DS. Um, it blew my mind as well. Um, it wasn't the best game. Just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> it was just, it's just one of those things when, when you start looking into these things and you find out. But it was, it was, it wasn't the worst Sonic game. Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 probably up the higher end of the Sonic games. And um, it, uh, it, it was long. <laughs> That's all I've got. That's all I've got. <laughs> you say, would you say, say it's better or worse than Sonic Forces? Uh, it, it'd be, it's better than, be better than Sonic Forces. Like, it, it had a good <laughs> use of the stylus. It had the overworld walking around. You had items. It had your, your 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 choices of your dialogue. It had you know what I mean. Like it it it's basically it's the Mass Effect of Sonic. <laughs> so I just I just went I just went and looked at the Wikipedia for when this was released for them. This is the game that they brought out between Mass Effect, <laughs> and Dragon Age Origins. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Well, See, well, is... Dragon Age Origins wasn't very popular, so they needed some money to finish Mass Effect. Yeah, so they got they got him in there. So here we got the dialogue choices, and a, and like one of them, the question mark one is like Sonic, like dickhead Sonic. Like you actually have like you can just be a, like a, a, a full blown prick to everyone like in in the Sonic. So Sonic's way. true form. True, true form, true form. <laughs> I, I actually watched Sonic. the Sonic movie the other day, and I was really I was actually quite amused with it. The bit where it Eggman. Was... The bit where Eggman dances in his lab is the best scene in the entire film. It's amazing. Anyhow, um, here we got a cut scene. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out. That is my pick, my first pick, number one. Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood, whatever that means. Oh, you're fighting aliens that are like invited, like the Marauders. You're fighting, so yeah, that's why Eggman joins up with you because they're more of a threat than everyone. And you know that old chestnut. That there you go. Who's next? What do we got? Me. We got Ben. Me. Me, and I'm going to be talking about a little game called Penguin Adventure. Now, what, what creative genius do you think would be responsible for such an amazing game with a penguin flying through space trying to catch space fish in a uh, 3D, um, uh, not 3D, yes, yeah, 3D. It's uh, not behind. 3D That's at all. definitely <laughs> not 3D in the slightest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're flying through space and you're catching fish and then you land on the ground and, and you're running through pine trees, just jumping. Anyway, what creator do you think would be responsible for well, that? Well, you are just walking around doing nothing. It would have to be someone that was destined for greatness, surely. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Hideo Kojima's first game. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so this is the sequel to Arctic Adventures. Um the story follows Penta, a penguin who has to bring home a golden apple in order to cure, uh, in order to cure Penguet, the penguin princess. Is that just, um, just pokies on screen at the moment? <laughs> uh, Kojima worked as an assistant designer on this game. Uh, this sequel is known as 
being better than the first uh, game because I added RPG elements such as boss fights, mini games, and purchasable items. One of these items was a gun. Oh, so, so it's, you it's buy the, a gun. It's the Empire Strikes Back of a penguin genre. That's right. Um, but uh, it had two endings: one where the princess dies, and one where she lives. And that's something Kojima re- reused in his idea for Metal Gear Solid. And another interesting fact, King Kaiju actually picked up a cart of this game for me on his last trip to Japan. Ooh, so uh, got it there? I was, no, I was hoping to go see him uh, before this show, but didn't because, you know, there's a killer virus out. Uh, so as soon as I've got that, I'll be doing a reveal of the Kojima things that we... Ben, uh, oh, how, how excited are you and hopeful that there uh, that Kojima Productions are secretly working on a massive AAA version of this? Well, I think they already have. Have you heard of a little game called uh... Penguin Stranding? Floppy, you're up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, are you waiting for a segue then, or I was hoping someone would cut me off and save me. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, how about I go to my game, my first yeah. game, my first oh, of right two. on time. Cheers. <laughs> I won't leave you hanging at all. Uh, so I have picked a game that uh, I had played an arcade version of many a time in a fish and chip shop. But I am talking about the Nintendo, Inter- Nintendo Entertainment System port of 1942. Ooh. Now, this was done by a little company you may have heard of. We may have even talked about some of their games tonight. Uh, a company that's responsible for Street Fighter, Resident Evil, uh, I think Mega Man even. Yep. Am I right? Yep. Uh, we're talking about Capcom. Cool. <laughs> the Capcom big boys. Capcom 1942 NES port. Uh, I think this was their third game. Mm-hmm. As a developer, or as a publisher, something like that, um, came out in 1985 in December. Uh, they what? started. Myers doing... said it's 1941. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on the Nintendo Entertainment System of 1941. <laughs> Sorry, Dan's <laughs> laugh was just too much there. <laughs> like he actually found that really funny. <laughs> uh, so this was their first venture, one of their first ventures into the home entertainment system because they'd obviously been doing um, arcade stuff up until then. Uh, it was the first Capcom game that spawned a sequel, uh, of which the names have gone right out of my head right now. I think it's 1942. But there was a, <laughs> there was another, there was a tagline after that. But anyway, the uh, second so one. Obviously, as you can see, it's a top-down, vertically scrolling shooter where you would, you flew a P-38J Lightning, which is a little white plane that looks like it has sort of two planes stuck together. Um, you'd fly along, you'd shoot all the bad guys. There would be uh, ground and air enemies. You'd pick up power-ups to improve your weapons and um, and carry on. Never getting to the end plane? as I never did. Pretty sure it was unfinishable. Is that a real plane? Know. It's Pixel Stand. Yep. No, I mean like the, the that name of that plane. Is that an actual yeah, plane? Yeah, it's a P-38 Lightning. Ooh, nice. I, I like World War II planes, sorry. <laughs> I was say, how'd you know that? <laughs> uh, I'm a nerd. Brayden, what do you know? All right. So uh, when I saw this topic, I was like, I want to go and look back at some developers that I really like now and see if they any of them came out with some weird stuff back in the day. Um, uh, so this game here, Connecticut. Uh, this one came out on the, the PS2. Are you ready for this? So this is basically like, I don't know. You've got, it's a racing game. You've got, you got wheels on your hands and your feet. And it's kind of like if Tron had a baby with roller skating. I, I don't know. It's uh, Centurions. Yeah, but this is uh, in the engine of and uh, brought to you by the great company that did uh, the God of War series. Um, this is by Sony Santa Monica. Nice. <laughs> Look like, at that. 
like this is the what? engine that God of War One and Two were released in. This is the remake we need right now. We we need Kratos to get his wheels on. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, the game, the VR game in Lawnmower Man. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? He's so doing style, style tricks and everything. So, He's getting his boost up. Yeah, for, for the, po- his... the podcast listeners, it's like this vomitous F Zero, but you're just a man, and you've just got a wheel attached to your bum. <laughs> no, so, no, so look, <laughs> how he, ankles. He, He's got his hands out in front of him. He's laying on his belly. He's got his hands out in front of him, and then he's got his feet out behind him. He's just laying down, but on his hands and his feet, he's got neon wheels. And how is he moving? No, like, what's the propulsion? Spinning. But, like, oh. but also, that's not how physics works, though. But no, also, I've, hey, hey, hey! I played the... Infamous Second Son. You got neon power. But ignore that. Like the he. Also, whatever surface he lands on, he just sticks to, and so every part of the map is the the tr- is is the track. So it's just a matter of look, like whatever you. I really do, want to play this. It, it looks sickening. It does actually look like a little bit of fun, just from how ridiculous it is. But I'm yeah, Sony Santa Monica uh, brought out the hit franchise God of War, um, and are now one of the like biggest exclusive developers for Sony that they have. Alrighty, yo. Let's <laughs> moving on. Who's next? Me. You, Dan. Top that one. All right. So I'm just going to start with my footage of my one. So it's a table tennis game. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a table tennis game. Um, bought bought to you by the company. Uh, where I'm, I'm trying to find. I've lost my um my 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 notes. Bought to you by the same company that may have done Red Dead Redemption, GTA Five. Midnight Club, Max Payne 3, and L.A. Noir. This is Rockstar Presents Table Tennis. <laughs> you sure I this wasn't say, an April Fool's Day joke? No, it, I, I have this game. It, oh, looks like a, it looks like a bloody good table tennis it's, game, i got to say. It's heaps good. It's done by Rockstar San Diego, so they're all the ones that do all the rad shit. Um, what makes this game, I got it, because I was like, hey, bugger it, it's Rockstar. You know, I was into, like, you know, uh, Manhunt and everything, and so I wanted to, you know, get into this. It's so well done, and it's such a competitive game. So as you hit Put your the, face on Dan, as you oh yeah, as you hit the ball, you 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 move the right stick, and that puts spin on it. So you you, you can do these massive spin shots, and oh, you, and, it, and it gets faster and faster as you go, and you can move your character back, right, to stand away from the court, and it's all about the drama. You can do jump shots, you can do rallies, and as your rallies get longer and faster the lights go down around you and it starts to like do like heart pounding like mu- music and it just it gets so really and it's so funny you know those games are just as just hilarious when you play with people when you got two people that are super good at it and the the um the spin you can put on their moves and stuff it just gets it was just hilarious and it was like rockstar got bet where they're like dudes oh you think you're good at all your, your sweet games, but you couldn't make a table tennis game. And they're like, you know, you know, mate, we'll make your table tennis game, and we'll we'll make the, the best bloody one in the world. <laughs> and it was great. And yeah, Rockstar, and and the Sandy uh, San Diego one. So they're like the dudes who make the gnarly stuff. <laughs> like, so yeah, that was my next pick. I mean, it doesn't. It's not. Uh, uh, it doesn't really go into the thing as in 
they were already famous when they bought this one out. But then again, so was my other pick as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's more like the topic of this show or this tots is games that you, you know, they made that you may not be well aware that they had any involvement in. I was trying to find a bit where like it goes through a big long round. You could do like the slow-mo shots and stuff like that. It's just just a great, great game, great game, great game, great game. Anyhow, next. Can I just say, I was actually so enthralled in watching that match. I had, I have no idea what you actually said during that. I got really excited when I thought he was about to win and I actually busted out, oh my God, while you were talking. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm the same, but it's just come from like years of listening to Dan dribble on about stuff. So I just... <laughs> that was anyway. All right, All right so I'll go next. No, I'll go next. You can do that. <laughs> thank, thank you, Floppy. Uh, I want to talk about uh, two little games because uh, this one was hard for me to decide which one I go for because one of them... Uh, the particular individual was just sort of like an artist. Well, not just an artist. Sorry, Dan. Uh, he, he had art capabilities, but then he developed his first game. So it's Shigeru Miyamoto, who you might know from being the father of Mario. Uh, the first game that he officially worked on was Sheriff, which was also known as Bandito over here. It's a 1979 arcade game by Nintendo. Uh, the player controls a country sheriff tasked with defense of a town against bandits to rescue the captured women. Because, you know, that had to be in there. The captured uh, women? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know which one's the women there. <laughs> the, the green thing, maybe? I don't know. Uh, so what made this arcade machine interesting is you had two separate controls, uh, a joystick for movement and a dial control for aiming and firing. Um, so it was pretty much non-existent at the time when this came out. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, he worked as an artist on this one. But the first game he helped develop, or he was a developer for, was a game called Radar Scope, which is a fixed shooter arcade game. Now, what's really, really interesting about uh, Radar Scope is that this game was a tremendous failure, even though it's actually a really cool game. Um, Because it was so poorly received, what Nintendo did was sent out Donkey Kong uh, panels or, or stickers and whatnot and the game. And what they encouraged people to do was to swap or put the Donkey Kong... Uh, game in and change all the panels from blue to uh, sorry from red to blue so a lot even to this day if you come across an original donkey kong machine you can pretty much scrape off one of the side panels and it's a radar scope machine and those machines are worth money because nine times out of ten the original radar scope uh, board is still in the arcade machine oh that's a it's a tip yeah so if you ever come across a Donkey Kong arcade machine and feel like, oh, maybe I should rip the side off. And... Pull it apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just deface it. Just, you know, just really... It'd have it a serial number that you can look up online to see if it is one of the ones with radar scope in it. But yeah, those machines are worth money. Sorry. That's what I was going for. All right, Floppy, now it's your turn. Okay, now I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to talk about one that I haven't Ooh. actually played, but I'd really like to. So it's by uh, Bioware once again. Dan, I'm going to Bioware. We're looking in 19 back in 1996. Uh, they created a game that fit into that one of my favourite genres that was around in the mid to late 90s, which was mech-based combat. Uh, I used to play a lot of Mech Warrior and stuff like that in Armored Core, and they released Shattered Steel. Look Ooh. at that! It is so cool. So it is very obviously Mech Warrior, and if you've ever played any of that sort of stuff. Uh, so in this one, you fight land and air-based mechs and, and aircraft and things like that. Um, 
single player campaign has five different worlds that you travel to and 20 different missions on each of those worlds. So it's pretty big. Like that's, um, especially for that sort of time, that's a very built out sort of thing. Usually all those games, you usually go to one world, you might have five, 10 missions. So a lot of stuff to do, which is really cool. Um, very cool thing about it is you can have locational damage. So you can target areas of different mechs and enemies and take out those specific areas and deform some, but not all of the terrain. And this is really cool. This is the sort of thing that I really get. I really get into. Really love these sorts of things, and I really get sucked into them. Do you like World of Tanks? You know what? You'd think I should, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you do you, do you like its lesser known sequel, um, World of Fish Tanks? Oh, you have no idea the depth you can go to in that game. Oh, oh! <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. I'm out. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it. That's it. Like that's I, it. Like I said, I haven't played this one, but uh, doing a little bit of research on it, I, I really want to because it's a it's a genre that I enjoy. Uh, I really liked Mech Warrior. I liked um, Steel Battalion, the Armored Core games. Anything mech based really gets my gets my juices flowing. I hate mech games. Kid's <laughs> 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 gonna say it. But Dan, 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 do you like aquarium games where like there's tanks of fish and you have to go in and look after them, make sure the pH levels are okay for well, some of the... I do um, have Seaman. <laughs> Brayden, uh, what, what are you going to talk about? You know what? Good for you, Dan. Um, now, I want to talk about a <laughs> hit film tie-in game Somebody on the Xbox. told me. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's Shrek on the original Xbox. Don't sing. We'll get flagged again. All right. What's he doing? <laughs> You guys are not ready for this. This is excellent. So, Shrek <laughs> on the original Xbox. It, uh, He's so it, sheep. It's, it's set after the events of the <laughs> first film. He just dropped that sheep. Yes, what? he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's set after the events of the original Shrek. So, Shrek 2 hadn't come out yet. Um, I know you're looking at this and thinking, wow, the visuals are incredible. It looks so realistic. Um, the, the shading and everything, it just looks incredible. The gameplay is phenomenal. Like, the controls must be incredible. This must be developed by someone incredible. And you know what? You'd be right because uh, this comes to you from the team who did the entire Battlefield series, Mirror's Edge, and the modern Star Wars Battlefronts. This was made by fucking DICE. <laughs> Friends of the show, guys, as well. <laughs> Honestly, like I, like I, I found this out and I could not believe it. Like it, it, it's so out of the blue that Dice made this. It's it's hilarious. It's so stupid. We've got a we've yeah, got sorry. a mate that works at Dice, and he's like, he said if you're able to do anything, send it over that we've done, and we might like share it. We just send him this. <laughs> oh my god! Yep. Please, can we send this? <laughs> Well, if they're going to send it, we should talk about how good this this game is and how um, they're brilliant people. And uh, hey, our friends are at Dice. <laughs> you know what Shrek on the Xbox gets from me? Four out of five sheep. Oh, it get, it it gets a forty nine out of a hundred from Metacritic. Don't listen to them. You should listen to us Wait, because this this game is solid green. But what does the it Shrek sound like? Suck. What does it sound like? Can we do? I've got no idea if it actually had the soundtrack from the original film, but uh, good job. It did. It sounds like this. Shout out to our podcast listeners. <laughs> oh, we don't have any of them anymore. 
as of about 12 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool. All right. Time for Dan versus the world. Oh, is it really? It Dan really is Dan. Versus the world. Are you ready? Oh, no. Wait, I need to get my versus glasses on. God, you guys are... Oh, God. Look how much I matched this. <laughs> Did you, like, color code this exact screen for you? For the glasses, yeah. Which is yeah, uh, which are Twitch glasses, so it's just a Twitch uh, branding. <laughs> okay, so time for Dan versus the world, where Dan, representing Dan, takes on the world, who is represented by Brayden and Floppy. And what I've got in my hot little hands is three songs from video game history. I'm going to play the first five seconds of one of those songs and taking it in turns, Dan will ask a question followed by Brayden and Floppy teaming up to guess, a, uh, ask a question in order to try and guess which game that music came from. Uh, they've got five guesses each after that five guess a thon, they then have to guess the game. Uh, they can choose to guess beforehand but if they get it wrong, the point goes to the other person. So last time we left, the world was on 11 and Dan was on 10. And last time, you may remember, we managed to sideskip the uh, problem we had with the audio by a brilliant rendition of me singing themes. Um, now, I'm happy to say, due to popular demand, we're not doing that again. Uh, I'm very sorry. And uh, neighbours, please don't call the police again. So here we go. I've got my magic little box. And we're going to play the first song. Wow. Depressing. Yeah. Okay, Dan, question number one. Oh, I can't even see my buttons without my glasses of what I have to press. <laughs> um, what genre of game is it? Uh, it is third-person, relaxing, chilled game. A third-person, relaxing game? Yeah. <laughs> That's a genre, isn't it? World. Question number one. Do you want to take this or do you want me to take it, Floppy? Uh, go for it. You can take this, mate. All right. Happy to. Uh, I uh, had... <laughs> Should I just guess it? Yes. Oh, get out. You're not allowed to guess it. Yeah, you can. Is it Journey? It's Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I have to do the. I, 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 I could have got this somewhere here. I can actually do the score. Uh, just to uh, you know, because I'm doing this from my Spotify list, uh, I couldn't find any <laughs> actual old video game music. So these are all pretty modern. So Braden's oh. got a good chance at getting all these. So that, that's why I got it. That's fine. I think okay, here we go. Got that as soon as it started. That's rubbish. I didn't. Song number two. <laughs> I just looked straight at Braden's face then. Oh, Floppy's got it. Oh, so good. Dan, question number one. What what console is it on? PlayStation 4. Ah. Floppy, do you want to <laughs> uh, take this one or do you want me to no, take No, I don't have it. Uh, that just oh, you ruined... don't have it? No, I don't have it. Oh, oh. really? No, I, I thought I had it, but I don't have it. Oh, not a PlayStation Four. I don't. All right, um, I'm gonna guess this one. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, go, go for it. it. This will be short. Dan versus the world. <laughs> uh, is this one uh, Spider-Man by Insomniac Games? It certainly is. Oh. You know what I had? I was thinking, oh, that's Spider-Man too. 
no, Spider-Man so 2 on the GameCube. I was the exact same until it got to the ah. It was great. I um I thought it was Metal Gear Solid uh, Guns of the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Song number Third three. Three. Come closer. Dan, I think you might be in trouble. <laughs> um, what is... I'm trying to think of a, a question I haven't asked yet. Who made this game? Uh, Corey Barlog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Very, very other talented people. <laughs> I, uh, I hope you don't mind me also taking this one, Floppy. Oh, I think we both know this one, mate. It's all good. Perfect. Um, I'm just going to hold my t-shirt up a little Hang bit. Hang on, I'm just going to press this button. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And I've already... Up uh, I've already up should, we, should we say it together? I've already... I, if, I mean, if we could time it lag-wise. All right, here we go. Ready? I've already up Three, two, one. God, God of, of War. War 2018. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Wonderful. I've already put it on the scoreboard already. <laughs> so at the end of that Dan versus the world, we have Dan still on nine and the world on 14. So this was a good test. So this is proves that the only way I can win is if we play games that Bray is nowhere near Brayden's year. <laughs> like, like he, we have he's... to handicap Brayden by it being before my birth. Mm. Yeah. There's something for me to consider for next time. But until then, take us out, Dan. Um, where are we going to? Where up? <laughs> to end the show. Oh, where where no. we usually go to. Yeah. Uh, you can't see with those glasses on, can oh, you? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> We've been Hack the Dino. This has been The Critical Path. Uh, episode 95. We've done 95 of these. Thank you for being there and being with us and being our friend. Travelled down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. But if you threw yeah. a party... I don't know the rest of the words. That was the Golden Girls. Uh, you can catch us over on youtube.com backslash hack the dino where we will be uploading this show. So if you have watched this, you might want to head over there and watch it again and give us a like and a thumbs up and uh, yell at uh, Square Enix for uh, suspending us. Uh, in HD it will be. It'll be in HD, so it'll be in much better quality. So head on over there, youtube.com backslash hack the dino. You may be watching this over on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv backslash hack the dino, where we will be streaming pretty much exclusively until our ban runs out in July. <laughs> uh, if uh, remember, on... remember, if you're on Twitch now watching us, please uh, follow us on Twitch. We really, really, really like that. Just hit the follow up there so you get notified when we uh, go live. We would love that. Speaking of following, you might want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You may even be watching this on Facebook. So be sure to like our page there and oh. follow us on Instagram at Hack the Dino. But don't worry, Dan, I'm about to go into podcast only people who don't want to see our faces. That's quite fine. We understand. You can find us on podcast things everywhere. Uh, podcast people can't see Dan trying to deep throat the mic. Uh, no, what is it? It's a camera. You can't see him doing that. <laughs> we just I got a just whole different area of Twitch viewers. <laughs> uh spotify itunes soundcloud all podcast uh places where you devour your podcast with your ears uh pluggables gentlemen what have we got to plug uh I'll, I'll jump in quickly um i also do a movie podcast with my friends it's called mmt uh go and check it out it's on spotify and also on youtube and stuff i'm gonna be on that next week I'm yeah the, Dan's i'm the special actually gonna guest be a 
Dan's going to be our guest. Oh, yes, yeah, your guest. I don't know who the favourites are. No, that's that's well, all right, floppy. We'll do I, our own. I knew thing. Ben would have a problem with yeah. it instantly. It's fine. That's <laughs> what Flop- happens when when you let us know that you listen to the show. We're just like, come on the show. Why not? Floppy and I will make our own show. Yeah, you are making are we- your own show about Super Nintendos. Yeah, we are. We're going to get into that in a minute. But floppy. Oh. All right. Uh, you can follow me on the Instagram, where uh, I will post pictures of you know things I've picked up, things I'm playing, cool like stuff. Dishes. Dishes. Twiggy finds in the park. Yeah. Ooh, Twiggy. Yeah. Petrified dog poo. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Dan. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, look up Dan, Mag- Dan underscore McGuinness underscore rules. <laughs> and um, you can also find me over on Greenlight Comics, uh, at Greenlight Comics. Uh, so and if you want to buy a comic in this isolation time, we have a new online store. Check out greenlightcomics.com and get a graphic novel sent right up yeah. Right up there. And I you did. can find me on Twitter at Ben Rosenthal or over on the Instagram at Mr. Benjamin, where I put up all my other thingies that I like to do. But Floppy and I are also going to be recording a side quest podcast, which is something new for Hack the Dino. It's going to be called Super Nintendino, which is basically <laughs> Floppy's picked up his very first Super Nintendo. So we're going to talk about the history of the Super Nintendo, what cool games are on there, what are some of the expensive games you may not be able to avoid, avoid or afford. Both probably, and what games he should play, and then we're going to follow it up in a couple of months' time, and he's going to review the games that he actually played. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're recording that tomorrow, so be sure to head over to uh, iTunes or Spotify, leave us a review, and subscribe there to catch that. What happened, Braden, with our Pop Culture Club show? Uh, so that is coming out to Patreons this Monday. Um, yeah, so just like it was coming out, out two weeks ago when we announced it without us agreeing to. That's, that, that's what happens okay. when Brayden randomly decides I'm, to not listen to the Discord and not keep up to date with what we're talking about. Goes fine. into business for it's, himself. It's, every, everyone's everyone's working from home. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, we're out. Follow, follow us at our things. And thank you for using your eyes to look at our visages. And we will visage you later, baby. If you look at my visage again without my permission. Oof. Bye.